Welcome back to another episode of Off the Grid. I'm your host, Kaylee. Now, the Russian Grand Prix did not disappoint. What a race. Unexpected. I think the the whole weekend was very much uh, one of those weekends that it, every session uh, just put a smile on, on fans' faces. It was definitely action-packed uh, race-wise, and it was just... It's one of the the more interesting races of the of the season. And uh starting off with just the starting grid. So actually we'll start off even before that. Um during the qualifying. Now qualifying it was kind of the same guys in uh Q three that we always see. It's a couple guys who have been in there a little bit. Uh, obviously George Russell, Mr. Saturday got his nickname because he delivers on Saturday and this Saturday was nothing different so he managed to get in there and as the uh typically we'd expect Max Verstappen to be in there he was not uh in there at all uh Charles Leclerc wasn't even in there um but the other Ferrari of Carlos Sainz was in Q3 and it did not disappoint qualifying the Q3 did not disappoint at all because for a while Lewis Hamilton seemed like he was going to start on pole and then Carlos Sainz came in with a flying lap and took over that pole position which would have been the first of his career he had never started on the front row and then Lando Norris came in right behind him after Daniel Ricciardo came in with an an incredible lap. Uh, I believe he was in ninth or 10th and then he came in and managed to get right underneath uh, Lewis Hamilton. So he finished, he crossed the line going into third and then a lot of people uh, behind him hadn't finished their last qualifying lap. Uh, So he ended up starting in fifth. Um, But I mean, Lando Norris came in right after Daniel Ricciardo during qualifying, and it was just an incredible lap. Just incredible, because he managed to get the first pole position of his Formula 1 career, and no doubt will it be his last, because this weekend was just incredible uh, in terms of just his specific McLaren, uh, and, and the team just working incredibly well uh, to get him that pole position. And he just knew uh, just how to get the get the McLaren around the track, and it definitely definitely paid off for him. Unfortunately, Sochi's not one that you necessarily want to start on pole position because uh, no one who started on pole position has won the race uh, in the past few years. So in the past, I believe two or three years. Um, so we saw a very unusual. Uh, front row of Lando Norris and then followed by Carlos Sainz but somehow George Russell managed to get his Williams into the third place on the grid and it was incredible because not only did he outperform his time in spa in the wet but he did it in the dry and he did it beating every other car I mean you had Alpines you had McLarens you had Mercedes uh, you had the one McLaren and the Ferrari finished ahead of the Williams, but you had both Mercedes uh, in front of him or behind him. You had the Aston Martin of Lance Stroll behind him. You ha- he had the Red Bull of Sergio Perez 
and both the Alpines behind him. So Williams may be sitting at the back of the grid, but the right driver in that car can clearly place P3. And it's it was an incredible drive by George Russell, incredible drive by Carlos Sainz, and an incredible drive by Lando Norris. And that was just on Saturday. That was just on Saturday. So, But moving on to Sunday, the starting grid... Um, unfortunately for Max Verstappen, Red Bull did decide that they were going to take the engine penalty, not knowing how it was going to pay off because Max Verstappen, unlike Sergio Perez, has never come back from P20 and placed on the podium. Obviously, Sergio Perez managed to do that uh, once before going from P20 to finishing the race with a race win. So if you're Checo, it's an incredible story. But for Max Verstappen, he didn't know if he could do it, and he... Uh, fortunately for Red Bull, he managed to pull it off um, in Sochi during very weird circumstances. Um, Charles Leclerc and Nicholas Latifi both took engine penalties as well. Um, Antonio Giovinazzi was hit with a five-place grid penalty for replacing his gearbox. And then, I mean, for some unknown reason, Mercedes switched the power unit in Valtteri Bottas's car once again so it gave him a grid uh, penalty as well which strangely enough I'm assuming that they did this to try and block the Red Bull of Max Verstappen which didn't work out for him uh, because of where everyone ended up landing at the end of uh, at the end of the race unfortunately for Mick Schumacher and Haas, he was forced to retire the car. So, and well, fortunately enough for him, it uh, didn't count uh, because he hadn't completed. Uh, I believe it's you have to complete seventy percent of the race, um, and he did not uh, complete seventy percent of the race. So, or before they retired the car, uh, Nicholas Latifi uh, was forced to retire his car. Um, Nikita Mazepin for Haas. It was his home race, and surprise, surprise, he finished in last. <laughs> um, unfortunately for Haas, they have, like, the worst car on the grid, and uh, they're the American team, so if a- any Americans out there who are Haas fans, it's not looking too good. Um, but talking about Alfa Romeo going into that, we saw Kimi Raikkonen back in action in Sochi, which is Amazing to see. Uh, Antonio Giovinazzi finished 16th. Still really no word on what he's doing for next season. Uh, It's not looking like he's keeping a seat. Um, Kimi Raikkonen ended up finishing fairly well. He finished in 8th place. So he did manage to get some points. uh, Which actually moved him up in the Drivers' Championship. Um, it moved him into 17th, which, I mean, he was already in 17th, but it, it basically closed him in between one point uh, for, uh, between uh, Antonio Giovinazzi, who had one point. He was sitting in between Antonio and Nicholas Latifi, who had seven, so now Kimi has six for the season. Um, unfortunately, it's coming pretty late in the season, uh, but he did finish with his best um, that he's finished all season 
So, I mean, highest finish. Can't be upset about that, especially coming back. So he just needed a little bit longer of a break uh, to kind of come back and uh, and just get those points. Um, for Williams, I mean, amazing drive uh, by George Russell in during qualifying. He did man I mean it, he was in a Williams he wasn't going to stay up there for long but he did he did put up a good fight uh unfortunately for him he did finish uh P10 so one point for the team which Williams loves getting at least something on the board um Nicholas Latifi forced to retire from the race so no points for him unfortunately uh but Williams I think they definitely have to walk away definitely feeling great I mean, they they got to feel good about about what the hard work paying off uh, for for Russia because I mean George Russell P three in a Williams unheard of unless it's at Spa in the wet <laughs> then it's heard of but uh, for Aston Martin I I don't know why but Sebastian Vettel and Lance Stroll like to apparently play bumper cars with their Formula One. Um, cars and that's not formula one cars are not made <laughs> to play bumper cars uh but uh that is apparently how lance stroll and sebastian vettel uh think they're built for because uh those two finished just outside of the points uh despite lance stroll starting in a fairly decent uh position on the grid and i mean it, he even had a, a a great moment in the race where uh lewis hamilton just right off the start, had to kind of lay on the brakes, and Lance Stroll just managed to get right ahead of him. So for a while there, Aston Martin looked really strong, and unfortunately their race weekend just did not pan out. They've been struggling uh, the past couple of races, and at the beginning of the season they expected to be uh, battling for third or fourth in the Constructors' Championship, and they're currently uh, <laughs> they're sitting in seventh. So they're far from the... Uh, the position where they wanted to be. Um, Alpha Tauri, they actually, they didn't do horribly because, I mean, Monza, they did horribly. I mean, Pierre Gasly finished 13th, Yuki Tsunoda 17th. So they both finished outside of the points. They both finished a lap behind um, the race winner. So really not the, not the best weekend for them, but it's definitely better than Monza. So, can't be too upset about that um, if you're Alpha Tauri because at least your cars finished the race this time. Alpine, I think Alpine had an incredible uh, weekend despite, you know, Esteban Ocon finishing 14th, finishing out of the points. But I mean, Fernando Alonso finishing 6th, getting 8 more points for the team. Um, Alpine struggling when they wore the badge of Renault. Uh, so. I mean, if you're Alpine, great weekend at Sochi. They, I mean, both managed to get into Q3. It's just, it was, you can't be upset with the with the race results, especially how close and the amount of battles that were going on um, throughout the race. They, they did fairly well to hold up. Ferrari, unfortunately for Charles Leclerc, with his new power unit, did not manage to do better than 15th he was in the points for a while and then who knows what happened in terms of 
whether it was the pit stops or him just not being able to get past Esteban Ocon, but he finished uh, P15, which is not what Ferrari wanted. But then Carlos Sainz, who I think a lot of people underestimate, he's proven that he's a Ferrari driver, and I love to see it because he had a phenomenal drive. They didn't think he could. They they didn't think that he could get better than than P5, and he finished on the podium, which I think uh, in part had to do with uh, the incident involving Lando Norris, uh, which we'll discuss uh, a little later on. But I mean, uh, Carlos Sainz just a phenomenal race uh, for him. Uh, I mean, starting on the front row for the first time in his career and then getting another podium this year. So I believe he's up to three um, this year, which congratulations, Carlos Sainz and Ferrari, because, I mean, they they did lead going uh, into the, I believe, first or second corner, um, and then Lando got it back. Um, but uh, phenomenal race by Carlos Sainz. Uh, for McLaren, Daniel Ricciardo, I mean... The man just came off of an amazing win at Monza, and he didn't have the best, the best, uh, you know, free practice one and free practice two, but qualifying, he managed to get into Q3, he managed to get a decent place on the grid, and then finishing P4, you just outside the podium, that's what he's been searching for, he's been searching to fight back for the podium, and... It, it's unfortunate what happened to Lando Norris, but Daniel Ricciardo still walked away scoring 12 points for the team, which is major still in the battle for the constructors, especially when uh, you know, Carlos Sainz scores 15 points for Ferrari. So if McLaren wants to keep their lead and extend their lead, Daniel Ricciardo finishing in fourth uh, definitely helped them get some much-needed points to increase their lead. I mean, Lando Norris, it's very upsetting. Uh, what happened to him, especially because he was leading for a, a, a majority of the race, really. And unfortunately, he just made um, a decision that ended up being the wrong decision. And uh, he decided to stay out on the slicks. And you, you got to give him credit because he owned up to the fact that they made the wrong decision. His team... Uh, is I would say McLaren's slightly at fault because his race engineers are the ones getting the information. They're seeing the radar. They are able to hear what the other teams are thinking, and they ultimately decided not to tell Lando the amount of rain that was coming in and that it was going to get worse. Um, I definitely think that Lando should have gone in uh, to get some intermediate tires, but, I mean, at the, at the end of the day, uh, the decision was made, and it cost Lando the win. Um, it cost him a podium, and unfortunately for for McLaren, it just it, it wasn't able to be a repeat of uh, of Monza. It wasn't able to get a, a back-to-back victory for him. So I mean, but McLaren did did come out fairly well. Um, they did increase their lead over Ferrari, which they. They don't want Ferrari coming anywhere near them in in the championship uh, for or the constructors championship, but I mean, and then then they're fighting for Mercedes and Red Bulls now, so it's definitely they aren't close at all in terms of the constructors. But in a, I would say in about one or two more seasons, they might 
become a serious uh, threat for for the constructors. So uh, moving on to Red Bull, Max Verstappen obviously starting in the back of the grid and somehow did manage to pull off what Mercedes did not want him to do. They got 18 points uh, for the team for Red Bull. Sergio Perez at another two points. Obviously, Perez didn't really want to want to finish the race there um, because it, it's not the amount of points that they wanted. Uh, while, um, I mean, Mercedes is scoring 35 points and they're only scoring 20 uh, coming out of the weekend. The constructor, if they want to win the constructors, Sergio Perez has to be closer to Max Verstappen up there, closer to Lewis Hamilton, closer to Valtteri Bottas, and they need to. He needs to start finishing ahead um, with more points. And ultimately, will they win the constructors? I I don't think they will. I think Mercedes will, but I think the battle between Max and Lewis is definitely going to get closer and closer um, as as the season progresses. Um, and I mean, it's just the the incidents that are the you know if they decide to really start racing each other a little bit more they have a lot to lose both of them so I think um, they're going to still not race as as cleanly as they should for for two guys who have a lot to lose um, in terms of a world championship on the line uh, so I think that we could have plenty more Hamilton Verstappen uh, incidents. Um, in terms of Mercedes, Lewis Hamilton has been chasing this 100th win since Silverstone. He said it at Silverstone after he won, um, that he's now chasing that 100, uh, 100th win. So, I mean, congratulations to Lewis Hamilton. He's not my favorite driver on the grid. I don't hate him like a lot of Formula One fans do. I don't, you know, I, I really like this season because it's, it's kind of a lot of other drivers are winning where... Hamilton kind of always seemed to win in the past, and now it's really close between him and Verstappen. So, and and then we're throwing Sergio Perez in there, winning in Baku. We're we're seeing you know the Ferraris on the podium. We're seeing Daniel Ricciardo win. We're seeing uh, you know Esteban Ocon win. It's it's the season is just incredible for for some of the podium. Uh, roll of the dice I feel they're just rolling and seeing uh, which drivers get the get a chance to stand on the podium and I, I'm loving it um, unfortunately for the constructors I mean Red Bull is about 30 points behind Mercedes so they definitely have to make that up and in terms of the drivers championship two points separate Max Verstappen and Lewis Hamilton so once again really not surprising um, I'm, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Max and, and Lewis decide to take this battle all the way until the end. If I feel like we're going to be finding out who wins the constructors and possibly that we're definitely going to be finding out, uh, who wins the drivers, uh, championship. Um, my guess is Abu Dhabi. There's no way that they're going to be able to determine, um, anything before I maybe the constructors a little bit before if uh, Mercedes increases the lead but even then I I don't know if, uh, if a lot can happen Formula One is a roller coaster we saw that today um, and honestly I wouldn't be surprised if both the constructors and the drivers are determined in Abu Dhabi because 
that's the last race of the season and it's definitely gonna gonna be interesting to to see just how close Red Bull and Mercedes decide to take it uh take this championship battle and um with the amount of penalty uh problems that they had to you know implicate during uh the starting grid and then obviously with all of the uh the battles during Sochi it's definitely we're gearing up to have at least we're guaranteed one more kind of boring race uh where there's not as much action where it's kind of like a typical um Formula 1 race where no one's really battling out too hard um so I think with Monza and now uh Sochi with back to back very interesting races I I think we're we're due for a uh, for unfortunately, we're due for a kind of a lower intent and less intense uh, race. Um, hopefully, it's not Turkey, but it may be Turkey, um, which will be our next stop uh, on the Formula One calendar. So you can follow uh, us on Twitter at F1 Off the Grid or go to our website, F1 Off the Grid.net. And uh, join us next time where we'll preview the Turkish Grand Prix.